0: A delegation led by former Japanese Prime Minister Aso Taro touched down in Taiwan on Monday morning. Aso is currently the vice president of Japan's Liberal Democratic Party, which makes him the highest-ranking member to visit Taiwan in the past 50 years.
1: During his three-day visit, Aso is scheduled to give a keynote at the Katagalan Forum. He will also be received by President Tsai Ing-wen and Vice President Lai Qingde. Wearing his
2: signature hat, Aso
1: Taro greets
2: the crowd. Twelve years after his last visit, the former Japanese PM and current VP of the Liberal Democratic Party is back in Taiwan. Aso's delegation will stay in Taiwan for three days. On Monday afternoon, Aso went to Wuji Mountain Military Cemetery to pay his respects to late Taiwan President Li Denhui. On Tuesday, he is scheduled to give a keynote at the Katagalan Forum. Then he'll have lunch with Vice President Lai Qingde and meet President Tsai Ing-wen in the afternoon. He'll also sit with Foreign Minister Joseph Wu and Taipei Mayor Jiang Wan-an.
3: Former Premier Erso has always been a very good friend of Taiwan I hope that through more city-to-city exchanges we will be able to deepen relations between Taiwan and Japan In Taiwan-Japan ties, people-to-people relations are most important
2: Aso is 82 years old this year. In 2008, he was elected president of the LDP and became prime minister of Japan. He later returned as deputy prime minister in 2012. Aso previously said that in many meaningful ways, Taiwan shares many common values with Japan. The pro-Taiwan politician has expressed public support for Taiwan on numerous occasions.
0: The
3: I could say that Taiwan is the country that has best dealt with the pandemic. But if I say that Taiwan is a country, the Chinese Communist Party will tell me to resign and say that Taiwan is an area, not a country.
0: Aso
3: So Taiwan visit is as significant as Abe's. His stance against communism and his tough position on China are on par with Abe's, if not stronger.
2: Aso's visit is being closely watched. In a Facebook post published after seeing him off on his trip, Taiwan's envoy to Japan Frank Shiat, said Aso may become the only major Japanese politician to meet all three candidates in Taiwan's presidential election.
1: Over in Nantou County, crews are rushing to repair the damage caused last week by Typhoon Kanoon. President Tsai Ing-wen and Vice Premier Zen Wen-chan went to the county on Monday to visit areas stricken by the storm. Tai first went to Puli Township to inspect resource distribution. Then she went to Renai Township to a gas station struck by a landslide.
0: She told local authorities to focus on three tasks, restoring traffic on Provincial Highway 14, stabilizing water and power supplies, and helping locals in devastated communities.
3: It's imperative that Provincial Highway 14 be restored and that the supply of water, electricity, and other resources is stabilized along Provincial Highway 14A. As I mentioned earlier, as progress is made in clearing the roads, Thai Power crew will follow suit to restore
1: supplies
3: regarding disaster damages we will generously and quickly approve aid for nanto county people whose homes have been buried by landslides or who are no longer safe if you need rental subsidies or relief funds we will approve it
0: the president had planned to stop by the Renai township office to inspect frontline relief efforts however that morning a road suddenly collapsed just after being cleared the road was closed off to traffic once more prompting the cancellation of Tsai's visit. Ko the Taipei Taiwan People's Party's presidential candidate, is under fire for ejectifying women. The accusations come after dancers appeared in skimpy flight attendant costumes during a campaign event for Ka.
1: Taiwan's flight attendants union denounced the outfits, saying they were disrespectful to the profession and to women at large. Ke's campaign team says there was no intention to objectify women and that it will be more careful with future events.
3: Performers dressed as flight attendants take to the stage, dancing to the K-pop hit Flower in mini skirts and crop tops. This performance was organized by a new women's political group backing presidential candidate Ko Wen-je. It's drawn sharp criticism from flight attendants.
2: Flight attendants are not happy about this, especially because of the outfits. They've made it all about sex appeal. The Taiwan People's Party should have better awareness about gender equality. They should offer an apology to flight attendants and show respect for the profession. It's not about being sexy.
3: The Taoyuan Flight Attendants Union blasted the performance, demanding an apology from Ke. DPP lawmakers also weighed
2: in. <laughs> I find it unacceptable. Misogyny is not just Ke Wunzeh's problem. It's rampant within the Taiwan People's Party. They wanted to whitewash Ko's reputation for sexism. They form a political coalition of women. Yet this is what happens.
3: Critics say that the attempt to repair Ker's image had backfired. One internet user said the outfits looked like they had been bought at an online sex shop, saying the show reflected the vulgarity of Kerr's party. The controversial dance was meant as a nod to former pilot and TPP Taipei councillor Zhang Zhihao, whose wife used to be a flight attendant. Zhang, who attended the event with his wife, found himself the target of the outrage.
2: I actually didn't know that was going to be part of the show until I was there. As I mentioned just now, I was just there to give Ke a boarding pass to the presidential office with my wife and all the other women there. That's all it was. Over the past twenty-something years, I worked on planes, and my colleagues were flight attendants. I only have respect for them, respect and gratitude. The professional dance team would like to say that the song featured airplanes or related themes, so they designed such a performance. With regard to any constructive criticism, I will remind the team to be more careful in the future.
3: Keh's spokesperson moved to put out the fire in hopes of bringing the controversy to an end.
1: Air pollution is getting worse in Taipei metro stations. According to a report released by the National Audit Office, air quality worsened in 35 out of 74 metro stations in the year 2022.
0: The pollution measurements were taken by the metro company itself. Monitoring was conducted at areas including station information desks, ticket gates, and lobbies. Monitoring was not conducted on platforms or inside tunnels, which tend to have the highest concentration of suspended particulate matter. Responding to the audit office's report, the Metro Authority said that air quality data has natural variations. It said that even the higher pollution levels still meet the standards for indoor air quality, but it pledged to strengthen sanitation protocols at its stations and clean its air conditioning system to maintain safe air quality for commuters. And now we have a story of artistic revival. Have you ever seen a photo of a ship covered in exuberant hand-painted flags? If you have, then you're familiar with the
1: tradition of Tai Bata. These colorful ship flags are a Japanese custom brought to Taiwan almost a century ago. Amid changes in the fishing industry and the dominance of the printing products, Wu Mingchang is one of the last Tai masters in the country.
0: He thought his art was in terminal decline, but to his surprise, he was approached by some young people with other ideas.:
2: This ceremonial ship launch is a magnificent event. The ship is covered in colorful tyreal beta or fishermen's flags. The flags are intended to bring the new ship a big catch.. <laughs>
3: When a new ship is made and launched, you don't send red packets. You send flags with the ship's name written on them. When the ship has more flags on it, that means the bus has a lot of connections.
2: The Tai Beta tradition was brought to Taiwan from Japan in the 1940s and 50s. At first, the flags had to be entirely handmade. And even the paints used were special. The master paints the lines on the flag with a paste made of sticky rice. It's all freehand. No preliminary outlines here. Now in his 70s, Wu is one of the last Tyrio Beta masters in Taiwan.
3: When you paint the sticky rice paste on, it soaks into the cloth. When you dye the cloth, it doesn't bleed. Now things have changed and they're printed with machines, thousands in a single day. This tradition has already disappeared in Taiwan. I'm pretty much the only one left in Taiwan who can still do it.
2: With the changing times, hand painted Tairo beta have gradually been replaced by machine printed flags. Wu was once resigned to the idea that his skills would fade into history, but then he received a surprising request from some local students who wanted to learn this precious traditional art.
3: I thought they were scammers. I tried to ignore them, but they kept coming back to me again and again. I think they're very sincere, so I started to teach them. We went to pay our respects to the master, and he shut the door on us, because he didn't think there was anybody who would want to do such a complicated craft anymore. We are determined to bring this craft back.
2: The Tairio Beta is an art in danger of extinction, but with these students throwing themselves into learning, there's hope yet for this
1: beautiful maritime tradition.
0: Taiwan's national team in mixed martial arts is ready to conquer.
1: The six-person roster was unveiled at a press conference on Monday. The team will head to Bangkok next week to compete in its first international tournament.
2: Li Yushan, Wu Chao Tao yu Ru, and Yu Zhi Chen strike a pose at a press event. They are members of Taiwan's national team and will compete at the upcoming Thai Championships.
3: Many countries, are very cool. Many countries are very impressive, but at the moment, it's like what my coach says. The top country is probably South Korea. Of course, my own goal is to win the championship.
2: With extensive experience in the sport, Lee shot to prominence after competing in a tournament organized by social media influencer Toys. Ahead of the Thai competition, he's brimming with confidence. Meanwhile, this boxer is also generating a buzz. <laughs>
3: MMA is my strongest suit, and this is the first time I'll be putting on the national team uniform and representing the country in competition. This is all quite a remarkable experience. It's really like a dream come true.
2: Though petite in stature, Wu is a dynamo in disciplines including MMA, Jiu Jitsu, and boxing. She's the only female boxer on the national team. And then there's Yu, also known as Baby Monster. With his fast fists and feet, he's had a stellar record in international competitions.
3: To have the edge in standing techniques, you need a degree of proficiency in wrestling and in judo before you can really excel.
2: They've trained long and hard on their MMA journey in hopes of delivering Big for Taiwan on the international stage. a red double-decker bus for a ride down the northeast coast. Sandwiched between mountain and sea, it's the perfect way to enjoy the unique coastal landscapes here. The whole journey is caught on film in this series, The Crown of Mountain and Sea. (music) Thrilling water sports, unique cultural gems, and the hustle and bustle of the night market all feature in the show. And always, there's the north coast as a backdrop. The tourism bureau shot these three films based on the magnificent Crown Coast, which stretches along New Taipei and Jilong. Landmarks like Lame Green Reef, Guaning Mountain, and the Queen's Head at Yeliao all receive attention. Each film script is angled at a different viewer: backpackers, families, and couples. The series has won accolades at the Cannes World Film Festival and the Muse Creative Awards, as well as other major international prizes. These films are not just any record of North Coast life. Officials hope that the acclaim they garner on the international stage will be a big advert for Taiwanese tourism and its diverse attractions worldwide.
0: Adult daycare is growing in Taiwan. They provide stimulating classes such as music therapy to give older adults uh, ways to express themselves and make new connections in their twilight years. Music therapist Liao Pei-chi works at a center in Geelong, leading members to make music together.
1: The beauty of music is how it unites people on an emotional and physiological level, regardless of their artistic skills or social capacities. It has also been shown to promote cognitive, emotional, and social development. Let's go to Jilong to hear a mini concert.
3: Members of this adult daycare center shake their instruments to the rhythm of the drum beat set by music therapist Liao Pei everybody gradually speeding up. If the rhythm is a little off, no big deal. Everybody is here to have fun and express a passion for music. <laughs>
2: Most older people really need chances to interact with their peers. If they're always stuck at home watching television, it's all input and no output. When they come here, they can make some output and attend classes.
3: This adult daycare center in Geelong has hired Liao to introduce older people to musical creation and give them a new avenue to have fun together. Both music and socializing can slow down or even reverse dementia. International studies have found that music therapy can support the cognitive and motor development of both children and adults, as well as their social, behavioural and emotional skills. That goes for first-time learners as well as those rebuilding lost skills.
2: When you listen to a song or sing yourself, you feel happy and relaxed emotionally. That's the power of music therapy. Music therapy is a legitimate psychological intervention. The government wants to promote the adult daycare policy. We will continue to fight for older people's access to local care in ease and comfort.
3: Adult daycare centers function somewhat like daycare for children. Family members bring their relatives here in the morning to take part in scheduled programs. In the evening, they go home again. These centers aim to help older people maintain contact with the wider community and provide a daily change of scene, while at the same time giving family members respite.
1: Eateries that cater to both human diners and their pets are gradually getting popular in Taiwan. Most center their offerings on cats and dogs, the most popular types of domestic pet. But at one restaurant in Jilong, it's the meerkat who's the star.
0: Owner Luo Wenqing lets his darling pet meerkats interact with diners at the eatery. He's passionate about giving people a space where they can hang out in peace with their animals. They'll also educate pet owners about how to treat animals with respect and care.
3: A meerkat chitters and squirms in its owner's hands. It doesn't live in a zoo, but here in this meerkat themed pet friendly restaurant.
2: When you take your pet out and you want to find somewhere to sit down and eat or drink something, there are too few dining places that let you take your pet inside.
3: The restaurant owner is a foodie who loves to take his pets out to discover local food spots. But he's frustrated that so few venues make it possible. That's how he came up with a plan to open his very own Meerkat restaurant. Pork slices are sprinkled with onion and scrambled eggs, then scallions and shichimi to make a delectable donburi. White rice refills are free here to ensure no diner goes home hungry. And Law shares pet parenting tips with anyone who wants them.
2: Partly, we are also teaching people that their pets are living beings and about how we should respect them. We shouldn't tease them or scare them. They can feel it.
3: Lore reminds diners that meerkats are quite different to domestic cats and dogs. They may be pets, but they are basically still wild animals, so you must be very careful not to get hurt when you play with them. Meerkats live underground all year long, popping their heads up as a warning when they hear a noise. Customers quickly fall in love and keep coming back to this unique eatery.